Let's talk about some of the sleepers of the 2024 NFL draft class. Big defensive lineman, defensive tackle from LSU, Mason Smith. What about his game? Should you know? We're going to tell you about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. And I got to kick this intro to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Can you talk to him, baby? What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ, here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. Man, I want to say shout-out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. And like I say, man, hit the like button. Go ahead and comment after every segment. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the channel for the best NFL Draft content there is. DP, today's slate, man, we are talking big boy. Big name, Mason Smith, LSU defensive tackle, man, a guy that came into this draft class with a top 10 pick, a, a for sure first round lock, right? We're going to get into the conversation about him. And then next segment up, we're putting DP back on that hot seat once a week. He's on a hot seat. We're putting him up there, man, with Dame's dudes. And then we're going to wrap this thing up with perfect fits. We picked the NFL franchise. We picked the college prospects and say, hey, this is where this player should go to be able to have the most success for not only himself, but for the team, but DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Keith. Mason Smith in your neck of the woods at LSU, a guy that in the summertime when we did summer scouting, it's like, man, like he's coming, he was coming off the injury and everything. It was like, man, I'm excited to see him healthy because his freshman year, he was a that was a play record, right? Like he was a guy that created chaos at the line of scrimmage, big physical, and had good athleticism for his size. But the 2023 season was okay, right? You know what I mean? Coming off that injury, can you tell to tell the people about Mason Smith and why you believe. He's a sleeper in this class. I believe in – so I picked him for the sleeper segment, right? And usually sleepers is guys that um, – how to put this? That we feel like we're on the upside, right? That other people are not talking about him on the upside. And I just feel like right now nobody's talking about Mason Smith, but not only just for the upside part, but because, like we said, just six, seven months ago, right, this was a guy that was a first-round lock, right, the, the number one defensive tackle off the board, and nobody's talking about him. So I want to just kind of outline the, the draft profile, right? Like we said, 6'5", 315 pounds, right? A guy that was a five-star prospect, has all the arm length you want, prototype, 
body type right for a defensive tackle and as a true freshman dp he came onto the scene man and i believe he had four sacks his freshman year right alignment versatile lined up at inside defensive you know the interior defensive line position but also aligned at, at defensive end right and you've seen some really high flashes there so it went to the hey he's alignment versatile just a versatile player overall then you you go to the the next part right obviously first game of the season against florida i think against florida state yeah and he tears his ACL, right? So the entire sophomore year is out of there. And then you get a junior year, right? And the junior year, I, to me, DP, was a mixed bag of new scheme, new situation, trying to figure things out, right? Um, returning back from injury, potential weight things, right? Him having to lose weight and then getting back comfortable. And you spend, if, if you're, you know, you become immediately ready during the well, right before the season, you still have to get to in-game shape, right? And I wonder if Mason Smith was getting in the in-game shape, but I'm I'm watching him and I just wrote up his report, DP, and the upside is there for this type of player, right? But how do you buy in to something that had a lot of hype, right, but hasn't necessarily proven? And I think a lot of people thought that he would go back one more year. He's only a third-year guy, right? So he's only – and honestly – that's limited because it was this year, sophomore year, missed the entire year, and then his freshman year. So it you 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 almost want to say the freshman year is kind of half a year also because you're in a D-line rotation, right, behind Ali Gay and B.J. Ajilari and, you know, Jaquil and Roy and those guys that were up front. So you, you're talking about probably a season of football for a fairly young guy, but he also checks all the athletic traits and when it comes to checking those boxes, but then also he checks the, the, the measurement box, right? So my ex, you taking all of that into context, how do you go about judging slash grading this guy? Man, you know, when I watched him, I saw everything, like you, everything you said, I saw it myself. And I think it was just like a lot of, I was like, man, <clears throat> like, can we get him with a coach that's going to like, like emphasize certain parts of the game, like certain details where it's like, man, he's resetting the line of scrimmage. He's being big. He's being strong. He, he's, he's showcasing that physicality, but then he stalemates at the top of the block, right? At the top of the, uh, top of the, the engagement, like instead of just shedding and getting, you know, like when you're that, what this says six, six, 315 pounds and whatnot, keep when you're that size, like you should be able to displace guys, right? Like on the season, 16 tackles, three sacks, 18 hurries, and it was just like a lot of peaks and valleys. So I think for me, you know, how do I negotiate that? How do I look at him? It's like, all right, for one, I mean, for an NFL team, man, you got to get him into the room and say, listen, big fella, what was going on this season? Like, mm -hmm. it just felt like you, like, you know, coming off the injury, where you're not as confident in yourself, like where you're not confident in your body. Because you know, that's a lot, that's a big part of the coming back from these injuries, Keith. It's coming back mentally, like where mentally you can play ready. the whole yep. season, but you're not mentally like available where you like, you know, that freshman year, you're fully healthy prior to the injury. You're like, man, I'm one of the best in here. I'm one of the best out here. And I can, and I remember watching them and I'm like, this kid's a freshman. I was like, man, I think I tweeted about him during his freshman year. I was like watching tape. Well, I think it was on Kentucky. And I, he just like was, a wrecking ball in that game and i'm like yo this is who is this dude that I've, i had never heard the name up until that point i just looked at looked him up and i was like okay he's a dude and then he got hurt like i said at the beginning of the last year first game so i think that's where, where you want to to me i think you look at the upside and you say man 
third round, right? Like you run that third, fourth round range, you feel really good about that. Like, cause it's like the upside that he brings, the the quickness off the ball, the power, the arm length, the frame, like everything is NFL star. Like you just you look at him, he's one of those off the bus type of guys, Keith. Where he just walks off the bus, you're like, man, that's a star there. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's a that's a dude, man. But Keith, I, I want <clears throat> to stay on the on the defensive side of the ball real quick and talk about a linebacker from Ohio State. And and no, I'm not talking about Tommy Eichenberg. We talk about him a lot. You know what I mean? And this is teammate Keith. Steel Chambers, yeah. and, and it's a guy that I, I have not heard much talk about, right? Like, and I've watched, you know, watched Ohio State's um, tape and everything, and, and all season. And this was a guy, member, a uh, friend of mine, you know, she, uh, her, her, her children, you know, who are in college now. She was telling me about. She's like, yeah, he, you know, he, he went to school with them. I think he ran track, stuff like that. He's like, he's a good athlete. So this was in the summertime when she, when she brought this to my attention. So I was like, all right. So I, you know, definitely watched him, and I was like, man, like this this young man is a, at worst, he's a third down coverage backer by far. Like athleticism, range, ability to drop off in coverage and make plays. He attacks the ball if you're trying to. You talking about being a underneath defender? You are trying to float it over the top? He's got the leaping ability to go up there and make a play on the ball. He he, he does so many things. I think the main thing with him is that he's had twenty three been char- charged for twenty three missed tackles over the last two seasons. So, like, the run defense is a little bit of an issue. You worry about him playing stack middle linebacker, playing that role and having guys climb up into his airspace, get hands on in terms of offensive linemen. You got some questions there. Like, I don't know if I want you in that role. I look at him as more of a potential will linebacker where he's that kind of be that playmaker, that, that, that has the sideline type of guy coverage backer you can blitz him as well you know get him some free runs to the quarterback because of athleticism but you talk about linebackers man this is a it's not the the household name type of class that people want it to be but it's a no. decent enough class in my yeah. opinion like uh, you know you don't have a top 10 you know top 15 pick type of linebacker but well maybe peyton wilson but he's got the the injuries you know what i mean yeah this yep. is a solid group yeah, uh, I, I think it is a solid group. And I also think, too, because, I, I, you know, I sent out a tweet about Jeremiah Trotter. Jeremiah Trotter. And I'm, I'm going to get more into that conversation about what you value in linebackers, right? Because I, I, I look at a Jeremiah Trotter as a guy that, that should have high value as a player um, because he's an instinctual football player at the end of the day, right? And and it's, it's just going to be what we value, right? And we're going to value the linebackers that run – four fours right but like we say you're going nowhere fast right and then then fans after three you know they get excited for the combine because they feel like they have their four four linebacker but then when they realize that four four linebacker doesn't have instincts and can't key and diagnose and play downhill and play against the run then they want a new linebacker right instead maybe you want to go with the four six five linebacker that can play in between the tackles and and, and make tackles right so i think it's gonna be interesting conversations surrounding these linebackers all the way around but i'm glad you did, did bring up steel chambers um i i, I remember him i evaluated him him coming out of high school dp um and, and, and you're right your friend um he was a he, he was a really good athlete played running back also um you know for the football team too so uh, you know just a guy that can play play both sides of the football but show showcase his athleticism i'm excited to get eyes on him i'm glad you brought his name up but dp let's keep going man the hot seat is coming baby the hot seat is coming man we are on to dame's dudes where he i give him five guys and ask him are they in the dame's dude club or not coming up next man Dame's dudes. 
Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Guys, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players like Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, and so much more, as well as your favorite teams. All right, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, my Detroit Pistons. Yes, I said that. You can bet on all of these things with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so much. And I mean so much more. So, guys, all you need to do is visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Fanduel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, guys, it's time for me to get back in the hot seat every week. Keith, Keith loves to do this. It's his favorite segment, I think, out of all the segments that we do, and that's Dame's dues. He got the five players, Keith. Let's get into the hot seat. Yeah, let's start this thing off, man, with University of Virginia's Malik Washington, a wide receiver, smaller, smaller package, right? I think he's listed at what, barely about five, eight, 175, 80 pounds, um, explosive guy. Made a lot of headway at the Shrine Bowl. He's picking up steam, but is he picking up steam for DP? Oh no, he, he's in the club, man. You know, he, you know, he weighed in. I think he, he yeah, he checked in at five eight. I just checked the the the, the website one ninety two. Actually, like, I was so I was surprised he came in at one ninety because I thought he was around the one eighty range when I saw him mm-hmm. on tape. But looking at his body type, like he reminds me, I think when we had Jim on and Jim talked about ah uh, who was. It was a receiver. Oh, I think he talked about uh, Jaquan um, from Tulane. I think he compared him to Zay Flowers. Malik Washington actually com- com- reminds me a lot of Zay Flowers, man. I think explosive, dynamic, run after catchability, open field prowess in terms of you can get a manufactured touches um, and everything like that, man. I think somebody's going to get a, a baller on their team when they draft this young man, whenever they do, whether it's late day two or, or day two period or you know early day three. Whoever selects Malik Washington, they're getting the dames due. I think he can make some big plays in the NFL. I like what he brings to the table. Okay, cool. Well, let's keep going, man. Next up is linebacker from North Carolina. I believe he, he was at the senior bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. Cedric Gray. Man, Cedric Gray is one of my one of my linebackers. And we talked just talked about Theo Chambers. We, we talked about this linebacker class. Cedric Gray is a good linebacker, man. Like he, I think he may have had one of the better senior bowls out of the linebackers down in Mobile, being able to cover play the run, do different things. He's also another guy that I, similar to Steele, I think he's a good will linebacker at the next level. And he could do a lot of different things for you. He's a really good blitzer. Um, and he, he's a he's a guy, athletically, he can spy the more athletic quarterbacks. I'm not telling you he's going to be able to stay and keep, you know, force Lamar Jackson to stay in the pocket. That's a different type of athlete in general. But I think you, you could spy him because they'll drop him off and just let him be that spy. And think about what... <clears throat> Steve Spagnuolo did in the Super Bowl when Brock Purdy was starting to make plays with his legs all playoffs. He said, okay, cool. I'm going to bring Justin Reed down. I'm going to spy you and make you sit in the pocket, right? And if you break out, I got a guy that can flow to the ball and make a play. Cedric Gray can do those things. He's a good pass uh, pass defender, dropping off in coverage. He gives you a little bit man-to-man. I don't think you want to put him against tight ends too much because of his height and everything like that. You know, most tight ends, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six in the NFL. So I'm putting the helmet or higher. You're kind of putting in uh, advantageous opportunities for them. But I, I think a team that needs help at the second level, a guy that can blitz, 
that will absolutely be a, a good pass defender, and he has upside as a rush, uh, a run defender as well. Yeah, we gonna let Cedric Green to the into the club, Keith. Okay, cool. I, I like it, man. I like it. I like it. Hey, we on to a defensive back, man, a cornerback from Wake Forest, Kalen Carson. Yeah, he's also in the club. I like Kalen a lot. Now, I'm I was disappointed he wasn't in Mobile for the Senior Bowl for whatever the reason was because I really wanted to see him out there battling with the good you know that good group of wide receivers. But I think this is a guy that could play inside out or play outside Keith as outside corner or play that nickel spot and reduce down. Now I'll tell you one of the biggest things is you know at the end of the day you think about that matchup with him and Keon Coleman when when Wake Forest and Florida State play that was the game for me where it's like. You give some, you you know, you, you win some, you lose some, right? Like he he had his his battles that he won. Yeah, I think Keon caught like two touchdowns on him. You know what I mean? So it's like you see where that that full spectrum of his skill set, his his versatility and everything, and then where he kind of struggles against kind of the bigger body, stronger wide receivers like a Keon Coleman, who's at like six five two twenty six four two twenty five. So for me, I I think this is a guy that gives you a lot of versatility play zone and man just want to see him improve the ball skills i think he he's instinctive but i mean he's defensive back he might be a defensive back for a reason because he doesn't catch a lot of interceptions so i want to see him do more do a better job of reeling in those passes yep all right well let's keep this thing going man now we're on to a signal caller right a playmaker we're on to mr jordan travis himself yeah i i nope I can't, I can't put Jordan Travis in nope. the club. Oh, man. man. Come on, man. I know that's one of your boys, too, Keith. I know you oh, love Jordan Oh, man. man. I can't believe I it. Do, like, it was something, as I watched tape on him, and I, I, I kept hearing what you said, man. The process is not good, but the result is. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't get with this. I was like, I'm, str- like, I was like, I'm struggling with this. Like, the, the result, I, I don't know how Jordan Travis makes it happen, but he just makes it happen. And I was just like, I need a little bit more clean play from you, brother. It's, like, it's, I need a it little is, bit more. It is a sight to see, man. It is a sight to see. And then he ends up with 400 yards passing, Florida State. You look up and they have 35, 40 points, and you're like, how? Because how, I just watched so many things go wrong, but somehow they have 40 points on the board. And that was – It's crazy because he's an offensive lineman's best and worst friend because mm-hmm. you hear old linemen talk about, man – the difficult of like blocking for guys like this. I don't know when he's leaving the pocket, but then the, on the upside of blocking for a guy like that is that he can and will leave the pocket. If you get beat, he can out leverage that defender because he's so good as an improvisational quarterback. I think I just want to see him improve just the ability to work within structure. And this, I hate that he got hurt because he probably would have been at the senior bowl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where we could have gotten a better, see him in a more structured offense and just see how he played within structure, Keith. But right now, Jordan Travis, it's, it was, it was touch and go. It was touch and go. I like the result. The process scared the daylights out of me. Jordan Travis, come holler at me, man. I'll sneak you in the back, man. We'll get you in the club, man. We will get you in the club. I'll sneak you in the back. Don't worry about it. Listen, we're about to wrap this thing up, man. We just talked about a dual guys, a dual side athlete, right? When we talked yeah. about Steel Chambers, his ability to play offense and defense in high school. But this guy does it in college, DP. And we're talking about Utah safety, safety Sione Vaki. I believe I said that. Is he a dame dude or not? He, at safety, no, but I think at running back he could be. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I like his running but, back tape, but I like his safety tape. You gotta make you gotta make a decision, DP. You can't like he's one guy. You can't let the safety song Sioni in and then let the then it, I mean let the, kick the Sioni right now. I think he's going. To, I think he's entering the draft as a safety. Keith. So as a safety, 
Okay. At the position that he's planning on playing, I'm out. I, I, I think he's a good athlete, but I just I, – I don't – instincts kind of bother me a little bit. And then ball skills, I think it's, uh, they're, they're there. But I'm like, all right, how do I use him at safety? Is he going to be a more of a low low hole type of guy? Do I want him matched up against uh, receivers in the nickel? Do I even want him against tight ends? Like, I was struggling with him. I'm not going to lie. He was probably one of the tougher evaluations when I was just kind of watching him. And I'm like, then I watched his running back tape. I'm like, this 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 will play. This will play right here. So it was like Sione Vaki planning on playing safety. He's not in the club for me. But Sione, if you ever decide to switch sides to the other side of the ball, I'm gonna go ahead and come out and give you a stamp myself because you told the rock very well. Well, 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 there we have it, Sione. Listen, all you need to do is come back as a running back, right? I, I switch switch it up. And then maybe you'll get in the club this time. But DP, let's keep this thing going and flowing, man. We are on two perfect fits where we pick the NFL draft prospect. We pick the NFL team and we say that this is the perfect fit. Both the franchise will be happy and the player will be happy and successful in the NFL. Coming up next. All right, guys, let's close this out. But before that, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. But Keith... Literally, one of my favorite segments that since we started a couple weeks ago, perfect fits, man. When you think about a prospect to the team fit, Keith, what's a perfect fit in your eyes? Yeah, I'm going to go to my my mock draft from last week, and I'm going to go chop Robinson with the Baltimore Ravens, DP. I I, I just – I I think that's a really good fit. He he, First of all, from that area, right, I believe chop is actually from Maryland. I I think so. Yeah, I think so. I know Um, he went to school there. Yeah, yeah, he 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 went to high school there. Then you double down, right? Penn State area, so he's still, he still he understands that area. And then playing for the Baltimore Ravens, he has that motor that they've been looking for at the edge rusher position, right? And we know that they, I think it was it was it Odafe Owe a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Then it was David Ajabo, right? And you know they went Tavius Robinson from Ole Miss. So it seems like they've been trying to figure it out, right? But it, it's Thankfully, Justin Matabuke has come in and been that guy. But I think just a, a true edge rush position, um, Chop Robinson to the Baltimore Ravens is a selection that I really like because I, I think the, the Ravens are confident in themselves to be able to develop a player. That's why you see the David Ojabos and Adafi always get drafted. But I think also the player has to come with a little bit more to the table right and chop robinson has it it just needs to be refined the first step explosiveness is scary ex-michigan offensive lineman right it is it is the real deal it may be the most explosive first step that there is in the nfl so i'm gonna go with chop robinson to the baltimore Ravens. i love that keith you know what i'm saying because you, you think about that first step that explosiveness that bend all the things that chop robinson brings to the table yeah sign me up for that dog i'm taking i'm taking i want that all day long in baltimore you know especially if they don't go wide receiver um the edge rush is still a position for him jadamian clowney was one of their lead uh sack leaders off the edge right on a one-year deal at nine and a half this 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 season and And he wasn't known for being a sack guy right like that's what everybody criticized him for in his career so So it's still it's still a position to need for them one that they they definitely have to find that guy right because like you said Adafioe hasn't been there we I don't even know if we've seen David Ojabo really as much you know since no, entering the this is second year in a row on the I.O. Mm-hmm. so it's like you know now it's you're gonna maybe get that injury that that you know is he injury prone type situation you know some people like to throw that term out there I won't do it but people do people like to do it all the time Keith for me I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the offensive side of the ball 
wide receiver from Washington. You know, they got three of them. I'm not talking about Rome or Jalen Polk. Jalen McMillan at mm-hmm. 6'1", I think he is a perfect fit for the New England Patriots. This hey, is a okay. guy. What round? We have to pick a round, DP. We had so you, you, I know you're not oh, saying. I'll go no. third round with him. Okay, I'll okay. go third round for for yeah, Jalen. You, you might have some people yeah. nervous. You, you're talking about Jalen McMillan is a top three pick. You might have no. some people nervous. <laughs> no, if it ain't Marvin, it ain't nobody at three, baby. But no, <laughs> no, I, I when I watched Jalen McMillan, um, I know when we talked about Jamari Thrash a while back, Keith, um. Well, oh, I forget. I'm, I'm losing his name right now because he with the Jacoby Raiders. Jacoby Myers. Yes, Jacoby Myers came up. I feel like Jalen McMillan has Jacoby Myers, but he's much more explosive as an athlete. Good speed of open field, nuanced route technician, a guy that do, that understands how to play with leverage. If he stacks you and he's still running like in-breakers, out-breakers, he rocker steps at the top of his route, and he's got good hands too. And it's crazy because we could, I could have put him in like almost a sleepers, you know, because it's not, when we talk about receivers, I get it. It's a loaded group. No one really brings up Jalen McMillan and he, he might I, be better I, than Polk. I uh, can't he, wait to he, watch him. He, he sounds like my type of guy. You talked about a rocker step at the top. You talked about separating. These are my type of wide receivers that I, I, I like those type of guys. So I can't plays. wait to watch. He makes plays. Can I, can I remember when, granted, they had, you know, of course, Rome and Jalen Polk, but like I think he missed a little bit of the season due with an injury, yep. and like you could kind of tell. Did the he level miss of the comfort. first matchup against Oregon? Was I think he, he? I think he was there for that matchup. Okay, sure. I, I think well, he I know he there. missed one of the big games. I know. So he yeah, he was there. For, he was there for. So he played. Yeah, he played in. He played like I think. He played a little bit in that first matchup. And I think he played again in the second or whatever. But, like, you know, this is a guy I, I truly believe, like, a team that needs to add more help to their receiver core. I'm not saying he's wide receiver one or anything. I do think he has the potential to be a wide receiver two, a guy that could play in the slot and play some outside as well as, like, a Z receiver. But I think he will be a perfect fit for whoever, whether it's, you know, you think about if you want to go, if you were to go Jalen, you know, Jaden Daniels or if Jaden goes before Drake May, you know what I mean? Or Chicago Bears trade out of one altogether, you know what I mean? And and then you have, you know, Caleb at Washington, and you stay pat of your New England, you take, you know, one of the two, you can get a Jalen McMillan in the third, on day two, third round, and say, now I got my franchise quarterback potentially, and we're giving him some weapons, some things you didn't do for Mac Jones. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, I'm just, and I'm realizing this, DP, the more mock drafts, I do New England and just the Patriots period is like, I almost just don't want to do them. Like, I, I feel like they need a year break to figure out themselves, right? Let us know what, what who y'all want to be because the past three years have been complete dysfunction, right? Like I don't feel comfortable. Every player that I mock to the New England Patriots, I feel bad mm-hmm. for them. And I, I don't want to do it, right? Well, if it's an offensive player, I feel bad for him. Defensive, I feel like they'll figure it out. But every offensive player, like if I put a Jaden Daniels there, I put him there and I say, man, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't, and I'll tell you, the only player I feel okay about, and I don't know why, I don't even know why it, it works like this, is Drake May. Drake May is the only guy. Mm-hmm. Even if I put Marvin Harrison Jr. there, I don't like it. Put Caleb Williams there, don't like it. Put an offensive mm-hmm. tackle there, and it fits, right? I just, it, it's, it's something with it, man. It's just, I think the New England Patriots, they have, they have to get back on my good side, man, because it's been a lot of dysfunctional, unnecessarily dysfunctional stuff going over there with the New England Patriots. But DP, 
that wraps up another episode, man, of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Like we say, man, we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football, and you know it is draft season. So make sure that you tap into the best draft content that there is out there. I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure that you comment. And then if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe and to tell a friend to tell a friend that this is the best draft content. I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code. That is my co-host, my guy back and forth, Mr. Dames dude himself, kicking guys out the club. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. Like we always like to say, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, guys. Listen, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.